I had to tell everyone I'm gonna record. Don't yeah, nobody, nobody you know bother what? me. All the kids are at the little ones are at school. My Frida left to Burgess a few like few minutes ago. So Fernie's helping me, pero the problem is that my mom's dogs are so oh. annoying. No, don't worry. So I have two dogs too, and they're very loud. And anything that they I mean it doesn't matter what it is. Any little shadow they see outside or any even any noise inside the house, they're like, rah, 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 rah. and yeah. it's like, oh, you guys, please. I know you're doing what you're supposed to do, but can you not right now? Yeah, no. And then as much as I try, because I still have little ones. I don't know. Like, I don't think I've ever really told you. So I have five kids. I was just going to have three. And then there was like a like an almost five year gap. And then the other two came. So the older ones, I don't like struggle with. You know, I tell them, hey, I'm going to be doing this, like chill, whatever. And they'll leave me alone. It's the little ones. They want to come show me what they're doing. They want to come tell me they're somebody's fighting and I'm just like so several times if you ever go back and listen to other episodes though you'll hear them sometimes I can't like they just make it into the podcast because I can't <laughs> I can't cut you it out my um my oldest Fernie is 20 but either he's gonna be 17 a uh, few uh we were just talking about this earlier in the morning I was talking with the little ones uh five years going on five years I fostered my nephew's two little kids mm -hmm. they were four and three now they're 10 and eight so i remember my fernie telling me oh mom ya habías terminado ya la ibas, ya ibas de salida <laughs> no it just had to happen it happened i'm like i don't know but oh my god you got five they're five beautiful blessings eh? i've said it many many times over I really think my kids saved me, which I don't even know if that's considered like a healthy thing. Like, oh, you saved me and therefore you complete me. I don't mean it like that. I mean, like they really give me perspective every single day. They were they I can't see my life without them. I know. I, I think every individual that that ends up in our lives, if it's birthed by us, it's different because there's a deeper connection with that that being right. But también, you'll have people that will come into your life. They were meant to be there. Sometimes we understand how they're there and they will change our lives. Pero cuando son hijos, cuando son sangre, and you birth them, el, el regalo de ser madre en sí es un regalo tan grande porque yo siempre le digo a mis hijos, ustedes tienen que entender que la habilidad to be able to birth a human being and carry you guys, it's a gift by itself while you're carrying them. Imagine mm -hmm. birthing you guys. And it's like, you guys need to understand that sometimes, because I, I know my teenagers, well, when they were teenagers, I tell them, I know you guys don't understand what I'm telling you right now, but one day you will understand. But it's okay if you don't get it right now. In, yeah. in the future, time and space will make you understand what I told you 10 years ago. Yeah, there's so many things that maybe even didn't discuss with my mom, but as a mom now, I think I can understand her better, even though, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I understand her so much better. Um, I have such a, like, a fascination with, like, birth and birthing. And I really think it happened once I became a mom because I didn't understand how 
what a gift it was and how, you know, a lot of people aren't able to and they want to and right. they, they desire that so much. And so I once I became a mom and I went through the process and then as I kept having babies, every time I understood, I felt more empowered by it. Yeah. And just like you, I don't think people will get it until right. they do it or have, you know, or witness it, just even witnessing it. I think is powerful. You know what? It's crazy that we just went into this. I believe this. It doesn't mean that what I believe in my my point of view is the same as ev anyone else. But the way I see it is that, and let me tell you, I respect everyone's point of view, which mm -hmm. I didn't years ago because I was always right and you were wrong. No, no, it didn't. No, no, no. Now I've gone to, you know, it, it takes a process for us to grow. Sometimes, cuando estamos chicos, we don't understand. We question everything, but really we don't, we question just for our ego. It's our ego questioning things. It's not really because we, we understand what we're saying. We're just blurring it out. right? We lead by our emotions. Yeah. Right. So I, I do believe that birthing another human being, this gift, this soul into this world, you are connecting into a process of transition into death because we birth life, right? Mm -hmm. But in the of us birthing our, our children, we know the possibilities, how close we are to death, not the baby, but we are. The minute we birth our baby, and only people that have been able to birth a baby could understand this. Las mujeres que han sentido el parto natural o el parto de cesárea, porque los dos tienen la misma fuerza. A lot, mm -hmm. of, a lot of people will question, oh, well, mine was a cesárea. Oh, no, yo fui natural. Lo mío fue natural. No, it's the same thing. Yeah. You're a personal human being. You carry that baby for nine months. Pero en el proceso de que tú das a luz a un ser, esa conexión, en el momento que tú lo, lo das y lo pones en este espacio, and then to top it off, you give birth to two because your placenta will come out exactly the same. And the feeling and the pressure is still there. But there's a connection. There's a, such a, an energetic, spiritual connection when you birth another human being. And the connection to birthing and giving life, it's so close to death at the same time. You're just you're just being held by a little thread. And we don't see it, but it's a spiritual thread that is just being there. And only the creator, only God and yourself could feel that. Not even the doctors could feel it because most of the time they're male doctors and they have never birthed a baby. So No, and then they tend to a lot of times, I mean, not to like um, say that they're all the same, but it's been my experience and the experience of people that I know that have birthed who have had male doctors, they kind of like negate their symptoms or they're like, oh no, that's normal or oh, estás exagerando or but there's just so much judgment around that when it's been a male doctor in my experience and it's just not the same thing it's, it's you and I talked before this before we did this we talked about how I suppose that maybe lately your journey here in life this season deals with a lot of healing through the understanding and embracing death like the fact that we all have like an end right I'm going to go back to 2009 was the first passing in our family circle, in our little world. I'm going to go back to Segundo Barrio because mm -hmm. my connection is to Segundo Barrio, okay? My story is going to go back that way because it started there. Being raised and birthed in that barrio, my mom 
was a person that was known as Nena, La Curandera. They would call her out. There was a lot of ladies that were based in their religion. Now, religion, not their faith, because there's a big difference in between. And sad enough, we, we sometimes hide behind our religion, not our faith, because our faith, sometimes we walk blind into religion but our faith has no growth whatsoever. We be we could get guided by by our pastor, by our priest, by a nun, whoever. So at that time, there was a lot of the religion that was was based in that neighborhood. Or you were Catholic, or you were a Testiga de Jehová. And girl, we would be running once we would see a Testiga de Jehová coming our way. <laughs> I think that's still the same way. No, no um, harm intended here to anybody who, you know. No, no, no. But yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) No, claro que no. But you know what? In in El Barrio, we had this this thing that we would run closed doors for whatever reason. But my mom was known as la la curandera, la cartera, la que le llega las cartas, las que te barría. My mom was always there to give someone guidance and whatever they needed. We lived right on my, I even remember my address. It was 720 East 9th, apartment 15, right in front a Padre Pinto uh, building. And right in front of our apartment, there was a trash y había un manhole donde iba todo el desagüe. And my mom would always have clients go to her just to have a platica. Everything started with a platica, right? Mm -hmm. And my mom, that's the way she would embrace the person and she would know how bad their situation was. Now, my mom has no education when it comes to psychology and nada. My mom was nada because of my grandma and my aunts because they would travel every summer and they would wait for them. So when we were little, death came into us very far away because most of our family members were in in, in Torreón, Coahuila. When they would pass away because we were not really connected, we were blood to them and we were family to them, but we didn't have that connection. Our The only family we knew were the ones from El Paso, which was, we lived in apartment 15. And then my, my sister slash actually biological cousin, Pat, who is Juliana Esparza's mom, we lived in they lived on 16. That was our family. That's what we were. That was all. My sister, my brother, and my tia Marta that lived on Father Rom Street that used to be La Quinta then. So we had never experienced death, but my mom, clients would bring death constantly to our house. And we were little girls. It was a whole whole bunch of girls. It was Jackie, Jennifer, the twins, Nishna, Juliana, Andy was the only male around our age range. My brother, Andy, pobrecito, and we were all girls. So, callate nosotros. Hey, hey, acaba de llegar fulanita de tal. Hey, did you hear the conversation last time? Oh, dijo que mataron al... Okay, sit down. This is going to be good. So, nos escondíamos abajo de la mesa. (laughs) Para oír. my My mom would drape the table. I don't know if you've been into those apartments, but those apartments are small. But my mom had this oval, huge dining room that didn't fit, but she would force the thing to fit there. And she would pull it. So we were under the table all the time listening to the gossip. You know, so we were like, oh, we didn't know what we were talking about. But we were like, it sounded good, right? Mamita, la rosa de Guadalupe le llegó a Guadalupe. La rosa no soplaba. That thing was blowing a, a tornado that we were building under that table. It got so bad. That's why my mom started kicking us out. She was like, you go upstairs or you go outside and play. It got to the point that we would start 
acting up what we would hear. Óyeme, ven por acá. ¿Tú cómo sabes que eso le pasó a Goyita? No, so that's what we started dealing with a lot of death because there was a lot of death, but this is where I come from. There was a lot of physical death, spiritual death, emotional death, ego. We didn't know then. Now that I'm older, I understand. So then when we were younger, my mom would take us to church, to Sagrado Corazón. And mm -hmm. if there was a velorio, she would take us in the velorio. We didn't even know the person. We didn't know them, but we would get there, rezar el rosario. And then she would tell us, go up to them, y dale su pésame, y vea toca el cuerpo. And we're like, okay, ahí vamos. And we would touch them. That's my mom, you know, I didn't, I never, I never saw nothing wrong with it. Ahora me hubieran dicho eso, called CPS on her. <laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> or íbamos por la San Jose, la funeraria de San Jose, and uh -huh. we would pass there y, Ay, ¿quién será? And then we would see, ay, fue alguien re, re, related to María. I know, oh, they're related to whatever family. We all knew each other there. We had gatherings in the funeral home because we all knew each other. It was a gathering. It was a celebration. So I always saw it like that. I would always do little, I remember doing little altars. I was all into altars. And that's por donde entra lo mío de hacer los altares. That's how I started. I'm going to tell you my first experience with a dead body at Segundo Barrio. And it was more than once. There was this guy in the barrio que le se llamaba Chuyito, Chuy. And he got, he went into the pool porque en la noche se brincaba en la alberca, el armijo. I don't know if you remember, but it was gated. It was only a gate that would protect the pool. But the only way you could jump that gate was through the site donde está la library right now. There was no other way. And that gate would curve into a half U. So you had to go like Spider-Man to try to carry. So there was a wall and they would push everyone in there. So whatever. So se resulta que se brinca Chuyito con una bola de, de chavalos jovencillos ahí del barrio. En ese tiempo yo era una cosa. And I could remember some, estaban chiflando. They were whistling each other. That's how they would communicate then. Everybody knew their whistle. Everybody, every family had it. And my mom, estos ya se brincaron la alberca. Ya se están hablando. Oiganlos, oiganlos. Así quedó. De repente pasaron unas cuantas horas and we heard the ambulance come in. And all I remember is that we all ran out of the house two, three in the morning because we heard a, 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 everybody was yelling, hey, something happened at, 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 the, at the pool. Now, mm -hmm. it was the summer, mujer. So at the summer, we would be outside with per, at a certain time. If your parents would let you go outside, pues las mujeres se salían a, a, la, a, la, a charlar, a dialogar, a platicar. Y se atrás, afuera, while we were playing. So it happens that that day we were outside, we hear all this mess, we run to the pool and they open these gates. The, I remember the fire department uh, with the jaws of life, they opened this gate and well, they were drinking and Chewie's girlfriend was on top of him, like a horse, you know, that horse ride that you ride your partner when you play with the water, uh -huh. but she went deep into the water. He took a lot of water in and he choked and he died. They pulled him out. They did, you know, they were trying to, re, you know, por revivirlo. But what happened that is that Chuy had been stabbed, a prior accident. And those things just popped everywhere. I remember he was bleeding everywhere. And I didn't understand that. So he I, had been stabbed before I, he was? Yes. And he came out. He se me hace que había estado afuera for, for a very little, a week or two weeks. So when they tried to re, 
you know, to bring him back, you know, the machine they use to shock you, to bring you back. Mm -hmm. I remember standing there and just seeing his wounds opening up. Oh, and I just my goodness. Covering my eyes. And I remember looking at my mom and I wasn't scared, but I do remember the blood. I remember his body was just clinging to this table and his skin, his tone of skin was off, but never did I get scared, right? So that was the first tragic death that I saw in the barrio. I still remember his face, his haircut, his tattoos. I remember this. And I was, I think I was like six or, I think I was six or seven mm, when I saw Very young. Very young. And let me tell you, in those days, there was a lot of drive-bys. I don't even remember, pero en ese tiempo estaba muy pesado allá abajo. Mm -hmm. So that's where I started to connect with death, but not in a bad way. I didn't feel bad. But we had never had a death close to us to actually feel pain. To like process. the pain and the sorrow and the grief. Never. So it happens that my brother Rafa gets diagnosed with cancer in 95. By then, I'm a teenager, I'm at Bui, and um, we didn't know what cancer was. No clue whatsoever. We had never heard the word cancer in our lives. So from 95 to 2009 that he passes away, I became his caregiver. I remember I was in college. Um, they told us somebody needs to take care of Rafa. He needs help. Who's willing to do it? And for whatever reason, I just felt this joy of saying, yo, I'll do it. So I did. Uh, I left to Dallas to Baylor Hospital and we took care of him for 15 years that he survived the cancer. He fought it for 15 years. But so it happens in 2009, Mujer, he dies. And it was so tragic and so painful that I couldn't process death because I had never felt it so close to me. So I was like, oh my God, now I understand how that people in the front row were feeling by this loved one that was in front of them because I couldn't get that. I couldn't connect with that. And I went through a horrible, dark area in my life. That was the darkest, deepest place that I could have gone to. Uh, panic attacks kicked in, depression. I didn't know what depression was. I had never felt like that. I've never felt down or sad, never. But not to mention that even with like in our culture, just a few years back, even anything having to do with mental health was not discussed. And if never. you did display symptoms of sadness, anxiety, you know, we didn't have a label for it. It was like, you just need to go play. Or you just need, need to snap out of it. You just need to eat. So that that's hard to be experiencing that and not knowing and not have a name for it. I remember I called uh, after he passes away on my first, I call it a block. El bloque de depresión. Because it, it all came slashing together. Now, I guess during the 15 years that I was taking care of him, I was dealing with depression. I just didn't acknowledge it. Yeah, because you were taking care of him. There was no time for that. There wasn't. So a lot of people don't understand that depression comes first before panic attacks or anxiety. There is no but Depression will kick in first. Very silent, very, o sea, muy calladita, muy hermosa y suculenta. La comadre se te sienta. You're constantly going at, 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 at such rate in life that you cannot acknowledge it until panic attacks and anxiety. Yeah. And until you're forced, you're thrown into it and then you don't have the busy, the running, the rushing. And so now you have to face it. And then you're like, what is going on? Yeah. So it stopped when he died. That was my first blow in death. I, I actually felt it. I smelled it. I kissed 
it. I touched it. You know, I embraced it while I had my brother there, but it was too painful because I didn't, I, I thought it was going to be like the other muertitos que yo había visto en el barrio. I was like, I'm going to connect. No, my God. Oh no, nada que ver. Y let me tell you the relationship that I have with my brother, Rafa, I haven't experienced that relationship with no one else no one else and i'm not talking about just my being a family member with no one else around me he got diagnosed when he was 25 he passed away at 38. so i explained to my kids you guys need to understand that he was barely comenzando a vivir a los 25 and then you die at 38 when everything should be okay i think i have it i think i know where i'm going with this let's do it vámonos and I guess that's where it me dolió más. Fue una persona, mujer, que not once did he complain and not once did he say, why me and why not you? So he passes away. I remember looking at my mom and not once did I see her cry. And one day I grabbed her and I said, how on earth are you doing this? It's killing me inside. Why aren't you like reacting to the death of your son? And she turned around and she said, Porque él ya vino y vivió lo que tenía que haber vivido aquí. Dios ya me lo prestó el tiempo que me lo tuvo que haber prestado. Lo disfruté, lo amé y lo voy a seguir amando. Pero soy la, todavía me quedas tú, Andy, José Luis y Claudia. And I didn't understand that. That's so hard because you're telling me that and in my mind... I'm like, wow, first of all, like the strength to be able to accept that his life was here, whatever was meant to be was meant to be, but I still have to look forward. And she was, she was right. I mean, she obviously still had other children, but I don't know that I would have been able to do that. But I think we go back to her generation was, she was taught to be quiet. No digas nada, así no fue, cállate. They did that to you if they harmed you. Because you see, their generation was born con el que dirán. Mm -hmm. Oh, no gosh. And we still, todavía vemos secuelas de eso con nosotros. Yeah, pero we it was, yeah, we have but that. But I think, we, yeah, and we're, we're, but we're a little bit more, I think we acknowledge it now, which yes. is a good thing. It's a good first step. And hopefully our, like, the ones we're raising do better. And I think that la generación de tu mom, de la mía, and like, you know, people in that time, Y nuestra cultura específicamente, I think, entre más te chingue la vida y más aguantes y menos te quejes, wow, qué mujerón eres. Sabe más rica. Yeah, you're so strong. I kind of have mixed feelings about that because I do feel like, sí, sí, es cierto que, que fuertes fueron because they had to. They had to, right? Porque they, they had to in order to like survive so much. Uh, but then I also feel sad for them because I'm like, oh, les robaron mucho, you know? You know what? Aparte que les robaron mucho. And listen to what I'm going to tell you, mujer, because I, I, yesterday I was telling you this. If you would have talked to me, le voy a dar 10 años o menos conmigo, I was that one person that I would ignore certain things, but then when I would acknowledge them, I would make them mine and then I would go full force for it. I'm like, you were this, you were that. Besides them being judged then, the family starts judging. I would judge my mom to such degree que santo cielos, I think I buried her spiritually a hundred times and then I brought her back. Apenas te puedo decir que yo entiendo a mi mamá apenas en este tiempo. Tú me hubieras dicho hace unos años atrás, te hubiera dicho, she 
effed up real bad. Like, why would she have done that? Or why would she have done? But when you start understanding when the spirit and the soul and the mind are hurting, you block emotions, you block people around you because you've been hurt so much. It's to the point that you're like, yes, Tugo, I don't care you're my daughter. I don't care you're this, this. At this point, I'm on my way out. My mom's 80 plus years old. And I know that in her mentality, I want to leave this world by the big door. I already did a lot of things. I've been judging. and I've been messed up so many times that it's gone to the point that yo ya dije, you know what? Instead of making the path towards my mom's end of life better, I was making it worse because it was her own blood attacking her for wrongdoings that she did in her past when I was not even alive, had nothing to do with me. Pero sin embargo, I took it upon myself to attack her when whatever she did in her years had nothing to do with me. Porque yo todavía no viví, yo no había no nacía. And then yo me pongo a pensar, ay, suela, y el día de mañana que tus hijos te den cuenta todas las tarugas que hiciste tú, it's the same story again. Right. So it's when I said, you know what? There's, there's a saying that we use in our culture, muerto en vida. And I see that constantly with my clients. Veo muertos en vida. Death for me was my first physical death was with my brother, like I told you. But then I died too, spiritually, mentally. Physically, I was in this world, but I didn't see nothing around me. No le hallaba sabor a nadie. So I, I placed myself in my mom's uh, situation not that long ago. And it was like a boom, awakening, like soy la you know, escupa para arriba, mija, te va a caer. Sooner or later, it's going to come and drop on your face. So stop it. So it got to the point that I remember I I apologized to my mom. Yo le pedí perdón. Because let me tell you, their generations don't know how to say sorry. Oh, no. They keep it. They keep it to the grave. They don't know how to say sorry. And, and it came to me one day that that's a burden that I cannot carry for her. And I can be repeating a cycle that I have the power and the will to break for my kids. I don't want Frida going through this or Fernando, you know, that when my brother died, there was this awakening in my life. I couldn't explain it. Mi opción fue no volver a repetir las palabras o las acciones que causaron um, harm o dolor en el pasado. Y yo dije, if I keep doing or acting or using the vocabulary that I was using in the past, it's gonna come back and backfire my kids. It comes back, it's a cycle. I found myself doing the same thing my mom was doing. So I said, I'm not gonna judge her no more, but that at the end of the day, everything's connecting to death. And it's not physical death, it's the spirit, the soul, your your ego. And that's something that people don't know how to destroy their ego. The ego is the biggest monster in this generation, in this time, in this space, in this universe. The ego, it's a lie that has been based so inside our soul by prior generations that made us believe that we were not worth enough because our antepasados were based and guided by religion. Religion will judge you, but yet your faith should free you. If your faith is based on the right way, which is forgiveness and love, then everything else around you will come to you and it will flow the way it should be flow. But we go by the ego. Oyes, ve, pídele perdón. Ah, ¿para qué? I don't need to. I'm fine with it. Or, oyes, este, fíjate que esto, no me importa, a mí no vengan y me digan. Se está muriendo, pues que Dios la bendiga. Oyes, fíjate que a fulanito de tal. No, pues te acuerdas, él me hizo esto, 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 y me abandonó. Que se lo lleve la fre... At the end of the day, 
those are feelings and words that are coming in within our soul. <laughs> yeah, because our ego is nothing more than whatever opinions, ideas we have formed based on what society tells us we should be feeling, we should be doing, we should be acknowledging, you need to be this way, you need to behave that way. Um, you know, there's a lot of religious trauma within our culture, a lot of stuff that was forced upon us, and it was man-made. It was right. a whole lot of rules and judgments passed on, uh, you know, that another group of people were telling us, we don't like it, so you need to do this. And there came a lot of abuse and violence with all of that. Not that long ago, I want to say two weeks ago, I had a, a, a lady called me and she said, can we go get a session with you, my myself and my son? This is people that I don't know. It's not like I, I don't post my services only with people that know me, they will, this is how I get my clients, right? Someone tells someone, oh my God, it works. For whatever reason, it worked for them. Am I saying it works for every, everyone? No, at the end of the day, it's your free will and what you're willing to let go and willing to, to, fit, to just stay with. Going back to my mom real fast, my mom through a platica will bring the darkest side of people. They were willing to let go. That's the time they went for help, right? Now, in the barrio, we did not have health care for mental health because we didn't talk about it and we don't know what other depression and issues we had, but my mom had a name for it, right? And she will help them. For whatever reason, people would keep on coming. So now, so it happens that when I was younger, I said, I will never go through that path. That's incorrect. That's horrible what she's doing. Some family members in our family would say, oh, she's going to rot in hell. She's a witch. You guys are all condemned. And I remember being a little girl listening to saying they're they're going to be condemned. No wonder they're all single parents, all those females in that family. A nosotros nos decían. And I believed it, mujer, because I was a single mom for many years. But you know what? A lot of that probably came from fear of not understanding because we all we do that. I think that as human beings, when we're afraid of something because we don't understand it, our first instinct unfortunately, is to like judge yes. and be yes. like, well, that's wrong because, you know, I don't understand it. I don't know what it means. So it, it was probably coming from fear of not knowing. Yes, yeah, definitely. So now I do see it that way. I remember saying, I will never do that. Then my brother passes away and I told my mom, so where's your gift? Why couldn't you see it? And I remember I lost it. Where mm -hmm. was, where were your cards? Where was your crystal ball? Where were all these spirits guiding you? Well, where were they? So I said, never would I do. This is in 2009, the last time I had a breakdown with my mom because of that. But then I started, you know, having this weird growth spiritually that I wasn't looking for. It just came to me naturally. And I started meeting beautiful, amazing, magical souls to the point that one of my teachers is in Playa de Carmen in Mexico. That's as far as I could go with one of my teachers. Then I connected with Maria Elena, who's in Guadalajara. She taught me access bars. Access bars are 32 points, energetic points in our head that will guard and save files of memories, thoughts, traumas that have been causing us problems now that we are adults but we could go back as memories from our grandmother mother and to us and then we are going to send it to our kids because 
We are a connection with our DNA, our souls, and our everything. We're all connected at the end of the day. Yeah, which is why we talk about generational trauma, even though sometimes you are like, that didn't happen to me. It's okay because whatever you're feeling has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And it's okay. Some people don't believe it, don't don't acknowledge it, but you know, it it's true. And even even a lot of um people in the in the mental health field, right. you know, because some people believe more when you have like the credentials of a of a therapist, a psychologist, whatever, they acknowledge that as well. When you go study the function of the human mind. Cualquier cosa que esté basada en la mente. Acuérdate que nosotros, ay, me duele el corazón. Bueno, mamita, el corazón no duele. Todo está en la mente y en el, and on our wonderful gut. Everything is based on gut too. Yes, so, our gut is like our second brain. It is it our is. second brain. <laughs> yeah. It's our second brain. Yeah. So, I tell you right now, 100%, no, not, not even 100, I'm 150%, it's on the gut. So uh, this lady, uh, Chelito, Chelito invited me to this event and I was like, I don't want to be part of it. Oh, well, no, but you're going to learn how to do, I don't want it. She's like, don't be like that. I already paid for the course. Can you please be part of it? I don't want to. So it happens that that day, I don't know what happened. I say, you know what? No pierdo nada. I'll mm -hmm. go. A few years back. I'm talking about a few years back. I get there and I was sitting through this process, a three-day pro three process, and I was this a bunch of bull. I don't want to do this, but oh well, you know. No le quiero quedar mal a Chelito. Le voy a entrar. Ya pago. Bless her heart, mi vida hermosa. On the third day, they tell us everything you picked up, now you're going to put it in action. And so it happens that I had my daughter with me because my daughter was, I had to take a minor to take the course because that minor will become your runner. She runs my bars. She's the only one that runs my bars. Mm, okay. Learn it to run mine. I could run in one day at the most I've run, and I'll explain what I run, the bars. I've run at least 30 plus people in one day. So it's draining, right? All I do is just touch 32 energy points of memory in your head. And all people have different experience. Some people cry through the whole process and they don't know why they're doing it, but they just release all this emotion. Two, some shake. Actually, kids' trauma goes all over their body, so they're shaking. They shake through the whole process. Their energy is so pure that it will try to, ex it's trying to get out. Other people will laugh through the process. It's a laughter, ha, 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 nonstop. And then some go into a deep coma. That's what I call it, a coma. They're out for 45 minutes to an hour. If it's a kid, I have kids with autism and kids with other issues. I have to run kids with autism in a faster pace because most of their sensors are here. I have to run them as fast as I can. So those are the access bars and every bar has has a title, has a name, has a definition behind it. But the one that I see that people struggle a lot with is called time and space. The time and space bar, just about everyone gets triggered with that one. And what is time and space? Sometimes we live in a time, like right now you and I are here, but then we'll stop this conversation and something will trigger us to go back to 1994 because Someone or a smell or a taste reminded us of something and it will take our day to an awesome day because, oh, I remember my abuelita making chocolate. Oh my God. Oh, ese comercial. Or two, somebody just called you out on something that maybe your dad, your mom, or a family member told you and it would just mess up your day. But subconsciously, you don't know that. 
We travel to the back. What we don't understand is this, and it's very easy for me to explain it. There's nothing in the past that we can change no more. It's there, it's done, it's over. Now what we do is that we gotta deal what's in front of us here and now. A lot of us, and I see it a lot right now with a lot of teenagers that graduated two, three years ago that went through COVID and lost two years of their high school memories. They only lived two years of memories of high school. So now you have teenagers that were cut off two years or even students that were in college and they didn't live that experience. So now they graduated from high school and they're still looking at the, they're trying to look at the future because now someone took this away from there and they're trying to experience what they lost two years ago. Like catching up, right? You know what? No nos vamos muy lejos. I think even a lot of us adults feel that way. We feel like we missed out on something, like somebody forced us to just cut off away from everything and everyone. And now we're like, I don't want to miss out on anything. So now I'm like jumping into everything and, and, and anything, like just, you know, trying to experience it all. And other people can't seem to get back into the rhythm of life. But then that's where I go into the bar of time and space. We're clinging. Here we go. Aferrados a dos años que ya no existen. Ya dejaron de ser. En vez de ver que enfrente de nosotros todavía tenemos una vida que puede expanderse a 20, 40 años más. ¿Qué si dejamos ir esos dos años y estos años que vienen hacia enfrente de nosotros? Procesar, it's all in our mind. We have to process that whatever we lost in the, in the past could be overpowered by what's coming our way. We have the free will and the power to fix it by the way we want it. Lo que nosotros queremos. But sometimes right now you said something very important. The problem is that we are clinging to this so hard that we're like, ay, pero es que ahora le tengo que echar más ganas. Now we're putting more pressure in our lifetime because now we're trying to, to fill those gaps for something that happened in the past. Mm -hmm. So now what's happening is that now we're not living the present. Now we're trying to see the future to something, to fill the future for something that happened in the past. But what we don't understand is that at the end of the day, mujer, what's in front of us is clear as water. But if we're trying to see the future, we have to literally, mujer, tenemos que apretar la mirada mm -hmm. para poder verlo. And you can't see it clear. Why yeah. would you waste energy trying to see the future on something that you don't have a, you maybe have an idea, but you can't smell it, touch it, or taste it. Your senses are not 100% in the future. But the present, holy guacamole, you could taste it. You could smell yeah. it. You could touch it. So the past we maybe did not taste those two years as adults or kids or young adults that we lost. The only bad thing is that we did taste was death. We're going to go back to death. A lot of death, a lot of grief. And that is just process of being here in the now. It's being part of the life cycle of being here alive, death. So that is something that we're all going to go through. It's in our past. And it's a feeling that a lot of people don't want to deal with, lost lost of friendship, lost of whatever, comfort, but it's already lost. That's why the word is there. We lost it already. We gotta, we have to acknowledge that it's no longer serving us. And if it doesn't serve you no more, why do you want it? Why do you want to pick it up? And yeah. why do you fix it? So at this point, you have to acknowledge that you're now here. How can I do it better here? But without trying to pick on something that already is in the past. Por eso 
de las veces, when I run the bars, the access bars, time and space will become such a trigger to everyone because of what we're going through. De se falleció la vecina, que mira que esto, que no te pongas la vacuna, que sí te pongas la vacuna, no que la vacuna te va a matar, no que sí. Ay, fíjate que ahí viene el chicken pox del mono. Ay, que el mono. It's the now. You trigger, you pick that up until you have it in front of you. And that's the problem with us. We, we are not used to that. We want to smell the chicken pops or the mono pops. If you call it, you're going to call it, it's going to come to you. So enough how someone close to you is going to pick it up. And so it happens that you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. And oh my God, now you have COVID. At the end of the day, we are surrounded by life, death, and energy. And we, at are, the end we are nothing but energy. A lot of people don't, they're so confused about energy and how everything moves through energy. And I think like a lot of people can call it different things. A lot of people can say law of attraction, what you know, what you speak out, you like manifest. A lot of people call it different things, but it really is that your thoughts literally do influence your body and your mind. And that's why a lot of times if you think of somebody like they'll call you or right. right or if you put if you continue to like confess to something, you're more than likely to face that situation. And, and, and you know what? Going back to death, it's simple. We are a capsule. This is our capsule, right? It's our capsule. And your spirit, your soul, when it departs and it detaches from your body, your physical body, you can't see it. And why can't you see it? Because your character is based on actions, memories, and thoughts, and the energy, the positive energy that you are walking in this awesome journey. When you become sick, you are bound to stay at home, in bed, in a hospital, and your body, your face, your structure starts breaking down. There's nothing physically hitting you. It's in within. Mm -hmm. call it cancer. They call it diabetes. They call it PCOS. They call it so many things for us and for males too, for any human. Our capsule was meant to carry such a pure energy since the minute we were born. We go back to death and we go back to the access bars and the work that I do, which is energy-based. Everything's based on energy. There is so much science could tell you, but then it's when the spirit kicks in. Energy, mindfulness. You could even go into the holistic side of this energy part because there's so much science could do. But then healers that I call myself a healer now. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. But then when I was little, my cousin, my sister, pues yo le digo hermana, Pat, soy la please massage my feet. Yo era una niña y te doy un dólar and I would massage her feet. That's how I started doing massage work, right? I could feel her weight in lo que la plantilla del pie. It was like picking up a rock. And I would not understand that, why her leg was so heavy. But at that time, I didn't know that was energy. At the end of the day and during night, we need to protect our capsule. And I remember her working a lot. So her, her, her energy was always at the go, at the go, 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 go. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. At that time, I was gifted the ability of massaging someone. I never believed that I was good at it. I was like, yo más quiere que la Yo quiero el dólar. Para comprarme mis Cheetos. But 
<laughs> but at the end of the day, we are all based in energy. Why don't we believe in energy? Simple. When you see a dead corpse, it doesn't. It's no longer living. Not because the his 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 internal organs just gave out. It's because his spirit and his soul that is a hundred percent energy is out of that capsule. Now let me ask you something. Have you ever seen in the movies the beauty when the soul detaches itself from the body? The one thing that drives me to see, because I think it's such a beautiful thing, how God created each one of us. The way we let go of our soul and our spirit and our energy, our pupil will go like this, and it doesn't close no more. O sea, Dios gave us so much signs for us to believe that we are energy, but yet then we go back to religion, and that's where we have a blockage. It's that's why we cannot connect. We're like, no, no, no. That's eso es el diablo. Eso es el diablo. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah, fíjate que it's, and maybe we're, we, it may sound like we're a little off topic, but I don't think so. Within the, the, the Christian, and, and by Christian, because I mean, obviously Catholics are considered Christian as well, because we, we're believers, everybody's believer of Christ. But when I mean Christian, I mean Protestant. I was, I grew up in a, in, in that faith, the Protestant faith. I don't know why, but since I can remember, there is such a um, denial of anything that has to do with the mind, anything that has to do with depression, anxiety, your mental health, your energy, you know, right. in your body. There's there's a lot of like denial that that is, exists or if it exists, it's of the devil in some right. way. Like somehow they turn it into that. It, that's yeah. been my experience. Again, I don't want to offend anybody, but that's been my experience growing up in a few churches, right? There's also been in the last few years, a lot of people within the church, and I'm talking pastors that have taken their life right? because their struggle with anxiety, depression, panic attacks right. is so severe that right. they couldn't just quote unquote, pray it away. And I have a problem with that, Soila, when people say, and it's such a touchy subject because I don't ever want to deny anybody their freedom to believe in whatever they want to believe in. Right. I, th right. I think faith, we need faith. We need to hold on to, to the, there is definitely source creator. I definitely believe in God. I, I acknowledge him and his Holy Spirit like 100%. And I think that we need that. Even yep. to like cope and survive and go through life. But when we focus on religion only, like you were saying, there's so much stigma around anything, again, that's not understood, right? Right. Uh, or that doesn't align with a person's opinion about religion and what should be. They make you feel bad. And it's been my experience and other people that have sort of been decolonizing their religion as well that grew up in the same way that I did, the same faith or the same churches. It's been their experience as well that anytime they say, oh, my gosh, I'm so sad. I feel depressed. I feel anxious. All of a sudden, you're not praying hard enough. You're right. not believing hard enough. You're not reading your Bible like you're supposed to be reading the Bible. Yes, mija. Yes. Es que algo estás haciendo tú. Right. Because God doesn't make mistakes, which I believe. But it's always been my belief that God is not at war with science and with health and with with. I mean, he created us with a mind and a exactly. spirit. Exactly. 
So there's, that's why that's why there, that's why there's that prayer that I, I cuando a mí me hablan que algo yo siempre digo Santo Padre hoy en este día se encuentra X name let's say María María en el hospital va a entrar en operación Santo Padre te pido de todo corazón que en el quirófano que vaya a entrar María los doctores y todo aquello que vayan a hacer el trabajo para resanar y curar la creación que tú hiciste por favor, entra tu espíritu en las manos de ese doctor para que tu creación sea renovada y arreglada, pero que sea tu voluntad y no la voluntad de María. Because that's, that's something we don't like to let go. We want mm -hmm. our will, not... Right, like, I, I want it this way, my ego, right? I want it this way. I believe it should be this way. Therefore, if it doesn't align with what I think in my mind, what it should be, then I rebuke it and I don't accept it because it's not God's will. Then we turn our will into God's will. It's really scary because I don't think that you can pray away things like that. I also no. don't think that God opposes to us seeking alternative methods to feeling better because he created us in his image, like we were saying. So why would he want us to walk around wounded and suffering and hurting? Exactly. And you know what? Most of the people, and I say not all of them, most of the people that come to me have a background going back to religion with a religion. That's what I call it. Cuando cantinfleo y brinco. I was telling you about this mom and a mom and son that came like two weeks ago. Te comencé a decir y no sé cómo brinqué a otra cosa. We're going to that, okay? So, ella viene y me dice, Soyla, I told her, I don't want to make, I don't know you guys. I don't know who sent you. <clears throat> My doors are open to anyone. So, I told her, I don't know what the problem is until you sit down and we have la plática. And she said, I don't want to have it in front of my son. And I was like, okay, by all means, they're always right when it comes to that. Yo, yo no puedo meter la uña. Pero then she said, well, this is the thing. My son has been confused for a few months and I've been going to church. She said church. She mentioned church in part of the conversation. She's very religious. Her faith is not there, but I could tell you she's very religious and she knows the Bible very well. She knows her verses. She knows it. But for whatever reason, something told her that it was okay to come with me. Now, am I saying that I'm the Holy Grail here in El Paso? No, but so it happens that she decided to come para ayudar al hijo, pero te vas a ir para atrás. <laughs> Déjame, siento bien. Siéntate bien, porque ahí va, ahí va. Dice la señora, es que mira, nosotros creemos que somos una divinidad criada, hecha por nuestro Padre Dios. Y dije, definitivamente, eso usted está perfectamente. Eso la escuché. Obvio, yo en mi mente estoy procesando todo esto, todavía no digo nada. Uh -huh. Dice, pero resulta que fíjate que, ay, pues es que mi hijo, pues resulta que dice que le gustan pues, los hombres. Y le digo, ok, ¿y cuál es el problema? Uh -huh. Bueno, no es correcto. Es que mira, yo soy una persona pública. Resulta que esta persona, yo todavía no, 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 no tengo ni la menor idea quién es, right? And obviously uh -huh. I can't figure it out, pero right. porque antes caía. Tú me hubieras uh -huh. dicho, chicle, te digo de qué sabor y cómo se veía. No. <laughs> no puedo hacer esto. Este, and I was like, okay, so what's wrong with this? And she said, pues es que nosotros somos de una congregación. La palabra fue congre, no dijo iglesia, dijo congregación de toda una vida. Pues mi hijo creció allí, que esto y lo otro, que no sé qué tanto. Y le digo, pero ¿cuál es el problema? Pues que no es aceptable. Eso no es correcto. Dice, pero es mi hijo. Y yo he llegado al pensamiento que ya es correcto en mis ojos. Le dije, 
Perfecto. So, ¿Cuál es el problema? Bueno, pues es que en la iglesia evangélica, Pentecostés no es correcta. Siendo alguien que creció en la iglesia Pentecostés, mi vida, porque esa fue, ese fue mi mero mole, I'm already like, ajá, uh -huh, I know exactly where okay. she's coming from. At this point, I see her breaking, and I told her, look, at the end of the day, y le dije así, si tú en el pasado juzgaste la homosexualidad de tu prójimo, escucha las palabras que te estoy diciendo, de tu prójimo creado, hecho, por la imagen de nuestro santo padre, ahí tú estás mal, pero tampoco no tienes toda la culpa porque fuiste guiada por una mentira. Le digo, tú tienes que entender, y le dije a ella, tienes que entender, porque, you see, when I speak to them, yo tengo que ser very clear, and I can't sugarcoat things just mm -hmm. not because I'm murder. You gotta say it the way it is. Le dije, you were blessed by a young man at this point, because he's a young man. Le digo, y si sus preferencias son X tal por cual, es tu hijo y es una creación hecha por Dios y se te dio a ti. Ahora, si tú has juzgado a tu hijo o a tu prójimo en tu iglesia, entonces ahí tú ya estás mal, porque entonces tú ya no eres guiada por el Espíritu Santo, porque el Espíritu Santo es paz, armonía, perdón y amor. At the end of the day, who cares que los diez mandamientos, that really is not ten, is a bunch of them, but So it happens that there's only 10. O sea, los main 10 that can connect to all the 100 ones that are on the bottom. Pero es como yo le dije a ella, la ley mayor y los mandamientos más poderosos de Dios es el amor, la compasión y el perdón. Porque Dios es amor. But, but, no, 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 no. Pero espérate. ¿A la conveniencia de quién? Porque ahí es donde va humanamente uno. Yo como fulanita de tal, Hijo de fulanito de tal, holy cacahuates, all this time I've been talking about my faith, being Christian and going to church and Sunday, dando el diezmo, en ta, 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 y ahora resulta que mi chavito y mi niña salieron así. ¿Qué hago? Pues se te va a venir el mundo encima porque estuviste viviendo una mentira. ¿Cómo Dios te va a poner una creación tan divina y hermosa como tu criatura pura y en un tiempo se te ocurre juzgar a tu propia creación? Entonces tú te tienes que detener y decir, espérate, si Dios me dio el discernimiento, el don de discernir este tipo de cosas, entonces sí puedes doblar rodilla y pedirle a Dios un mensaje. ¿Qué es lo que tengo que hacer? Pues resulta que esta señora terminó conmigo. Por whatever reason, hablamos, ella conectó con algo, le pidió perdón al niño. ¿Y qué crees que hizo el niño? Tú no me tienes que pedir perdón. Yo entiendo, mamá. Hay veces que nuestros hijos nos enseñan a nosotros. All the time. El niño dijo, there's nothing to forgive me. Yo forgive you, dijo. Yo te amo tal como eres, mamá. El niño sabía que la mamá estaba... So Estoy diciendo lo que dijo él después de 45 minutos después de la plática mayor. Now we're going back to la plática ya con el niño. Y el niño dijo, y no es niño, es un joven. Dijo, I love her. And I understand the pressure she's going through. Mira lo que dijo el chavo, eh. He was no. being compassionate. A un nivel tiene, porque she said, now she has to go explain to my father, to my family, uncles, and grandparents. Uy, que a veces son los peores. Los amamos a los abuelitos, pero a veces sí son los que nos meten más. He knew that the, the hit was going to be bad for her. Uh -huh. Pero ella pensando por los demás, por la iglesia, por la congregación, nunca le cruzó 
que estaba pensando el hijo y cómo iba a resultar el problema, que para ella era un problema muy grave, para el hijo no, porque el hijo le dijo, mom, I've always known what I've been and what I am, I've always been okay with it. ¿Sabes qué es donde está triste? Cuando me tocan las situaciones, cuando el niño sabe lo que es, pero tiene que jugar el juego de los papás, porque está muy chiquito todavía para salir de las puertas y decir, I'm okay. Pero en veces como parents, we lie to ourselves to such degree that we have the problem in our own heads. We make our problem here. At the end of the day, ¿qué puede decirte el pastor o el padre? ¿Qué te puede decir? Mátelo. No, ya no estamos en esas eras que lo voy a llevar al monte de no sé, al monte del clavo, a leer la Biblia y lo voy a sacrificar porque ya no lo quiero. Bueno, antes se hacía eso, mi rey, ahora ya no. Ahora no, ya no. Y lo, y lo peor que puede pasar directamente, lo peor para ella es que no pueda seguir en esa congregación, pero ¿sabes qué? Hasta luego. A ti, end of the day, ¿qué carro? Porque si la congregación en verdad fuera aceptar, te voy a decir una cosa que estoy viendo yo mucho ahorita aquí en El Paso. Hay muchas congregaciones que comenzaron 100% cristianas de huesos colorados con la ley de Dios hasta no poder. And now they're like, espérate, 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 there's something happening. Now we have to be okay with the, 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 the gay community. We have to, because then we are going to become enemies. We need them to come to us. Ya lo vieron como negocio. Desgraciadamente, know, which es, is really sad. es muy triste porque yo, mira, te voy a decir una cosa. Yo no soy religiosa, pero déjame decirte, mi fe fue testeada con la muerte de mi hermano, fue testeada con la muerte de mi tía Marta. En la muerte de mi tía Marta fue testeada a tal nivel que yo vi colores de personas que dije, oh my God, después la muerte de mi suegra, oh my God, la muerte de mi suegra. Te voy a decir, en la muerte de mi suegra es cuando yo dije, I want to be a death doula. You, I want to be there for people that are struggling to deal with their dying family members and I could come and do my service, which is called a death doula. You don't need, in the state of Texas or in the U.S., there is no uh, college course to become a death doula because it's all based in your energy. If you could shift energy, then you could do it, right? Es cuando me... Mi fe was tested y dije, okay, now I feel that I'm grounded, but I'm human, so I know I could, I could break. You know, when parents are just like, eh, that's your energy trying to release and you become, it's energy that we need to release. So what do we do? Okay, let's go take a walk. I remember you running. Yo me acuerdo que tú eras una bárbara para correr. <laughs> Maybe in your high school years, that was your way to release your energy. You know what, Soyla? It was, and I didn't know it then, and I've actually said it on here as well, because I don't know if you knew this, but I am a victim of sexual assault. Started very young with a family member, and I had a very weird dynamic at home with my father because he's an alcoholic to this day. And so him and I, for some reason, were always butting heads. Well, He was butting heads with me because he obviously projected whatever insecurities onto me. And I was a reflection of that to him. I, I get it now. Right. But I didn't understand it then. So I felt like a punching bag emotionally, physically at home. I felt like I was trapped. And so running was my biggest stress reliever. It was allowing me to exhaust myself physically to such a degree that my mind could rest, right. you know, and that's why to this day, I need that level of physical activity in order to function. When abuse happens 
to a child more than once, more most of the time, it's gonna it's bound to happen again. When that child, being a male or a female, come to a certain age, they will be blamed for that. Oh yeah. When it wasn't like that, it was. And yeah. let me tell you, I see it constantly. Energy wise, we need to understand that we have white and black. There's white and black energy. There's always white and black energy. And first and foremost, I want to say this. I'm sorry for that. I didn't know that. And 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 I guess you are. You've come a long way in your healing process. There had to be a, a long way. And and but at the end of the day, uh, Julie, desgraciadamente. Vamos otra vez con las generaciones. Las yes. generaciones. Alguien en el pasado, ese abuso fue de alguien más también en el pasado. Una mm -hmm. tía, una abuela. You see, a un hermano, una prima. It's something that happens in our culture and in our familias. Inyeta hash hash. Shh, cállate, no. Y fíjate que soy la, you're hitting another super important point for me, which I honestly feel that that's like the biggest culprit and why this continues to happen within our culture, within our communities. That attitude of like, no vas a decir nada. Y eso inmediatamente sends the message to the victim because you did something wrong. It's, it's right. shame that's going to be brought on you. That That's how it makes you feel. I don't know if that's the intention that they have, but that's how it made me feel. Like, I was wrong. I had to have done something. I had to lure these people at a young age of four, which is ridiculous. That's when it started. But you grow up with that mentality. Y ese es el problema de que no vas a decir nada porque lo vas a hacer que se vea mal o lo vas a hacer sentir mal las familias se van a sentir mal and you take that you internalize that and you're right. like you're right you're right I, I can't be the bad guy right and I can't hurt these people but then as part of my healing process I have become very comfortable yeah. with not giving one single Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want to drop the F-bomb too much no. about how this may have hurt them. Definitely. I don't care. I don't care because I'm no longer going to carry that with me. And you know what? Um, it actually, ay, tengo teléfono en la casa, old school. And it happens, mujer, de 10 familias, 9 han pasado por eso. Y yo me incluyo en, es, en, esa, en esa, no yo personalmente, pero en mi familia hubo caso. And I've come to the conclusion that I told my kids, you come to me with everything and anything you need to tell me. Don't keep it away from me. I can fix certain things, but there's things that we cannot fix. Es que antes no nos decían eso. No. Es apoyo. Sí, estábamos todos juntos. Y, ay, ay, good memories. Ay, I remember this. And I, y, y, y fulanita de tal. I'm going to my side, Okay. Fulanita de tal en la, en la familia, why is she so awkward? Why isn't she never around us? At that time, we didn't know that person was hurting, but there was something hurting very deep for that person to block herself out of the, the line of the family. Or why, this, why is this family member so aggressive? But then you hear the stories behind the reason why they are like that. And it blows your brain and you're like, now it makes damn sense. But at the time, they're not going to tell you this. Porque el que dirán, el que dirán, el que dirán, no tenemos que proteger al más no poder. You know what? A lot of my clients ha visto este caso constante en esa área, en esa área. 
pero then we base it, not because somos de la bui, es por la cultura, la cultura, la cultura, es una cosa que... Es la cultura porque se empieza desde que primero, there's so many things, like a lot of components to that. Number one, we don't like to, as a culture, embrace, acknowledge uh, sexuality, sensuality. We don't educate, well, and I mean as a whole because you better believe I'm educating my children, right? But then you're not supposed to talk about sex. You're not supposed to talk about female sexuality, You cannot because God forbid that women even acknowledge they have that. Lo que aprendemos entre nosotros mismos, que a veces lo aprendemos torcido because it's not, you know, because it's children teaching children, basically, right. right? And then stigma around like, si te pasó, fue tu culpa por algo. Algo tú, tú como mujer, algo tuviste que hacer. Estoy hablando de la mujer, right? Porque también es bien horrible para los hombres en nuestra cultura. They, they really don't have the space to talk about it. Their masculinity is now in question, right? right. Um, which is another form of accusing them as well. Um, you know, pero always shaming the victim and never wanting to really hold the oppressors and the predators accountable. Right. And so then it becomes this vicious cycle, this repetition that just keeps coming down from one generation to the next. And our children are, you know, at risk. Right. And and, and then going back to once you go through that kind of, uh, of trauma, well, it's a trauma that's going to stick como tú. You found your, your space, your peace. Pero hay muchas personas that don't find that. They don't find it. He visto relaciones que me dicen, soy la, ¿por qué sigo cayendo con el mismo molde de hombre que me abusó, que me pegó, que me, me violentó? ¿Por qué soy la? Porque dijo, porque no ha sanado. Mira, we're going to go back to another kind of trauma. The trauma of abuse, sometimes if you don't fix it, you will fall into a hole that will take you back energy-wise to the same certain mold. You know what? And oh my gosh, it's because you're like talking my language right now. You Go take ahead. it and you embrace it as yours. See, your, your nervous system recognizes that and it learns to navigate life at that vibration. So then yeah. obviously every time that you feel like things are different and by different, I mean, you found a safe person, a safe partner, they're calm, they're loving, your body system doesn't recognize, your nervous system doesn't recognize that. And they're like, wait a minute. And then your mind's like, well, this, something's wrong. This isn't right. right. Because there has been no healing. So you keep wanting to go back to where right. you feel at ease and comfortable. A lot of the times I work with pictures. So they, mm -hmm. I, I'm good. I don't know. I'm just good at picking up energy through pictures or reading people through pictures, right? I don't do it to to just to do it, pero en veces estoy en Facebook. I'll go through Facebook and, you know, pues para eso está Facebook. O sea, si no quieres que te, te sigan en tu proceso, que a mí me encanta, a mí me encanta poner fotos aquí y allá. Remember I told you there's white and black energy. A lot of people could do a lot of damage with one picture, okay? But there's a difference in Facebook. Pero sometimes I go into Facebook y veo que fulanita de tal is no longer with whatever, a year passes by, now she's in a relationship or he's in a relationship. And I could read, this is, it's gonna go downhill very fast. She's going uphill and she's enjoying it, but it's gonna drop. And then all of a sudden, yo no puedo hacerte inbox. Oyes, mamita, fíjate que me gustaría platicar contigo. You can't do that, it doesn't work like that. The healing process, you will meet someone that knows someone 
They could guide you, but sometimes going back to ego, el ego no, no lo permite, porque comenzamos con el pensamiento, oh, well, he did this to me, he did that to me. Oh, no, esto no va a terminar. Oh, I'm going to, pero así se las voy a cobrar. And then they end up with the same other, with someone else, total different relationship, different years, but they end up with the same person, and now they're picking up this messed up energy. So all they're doing is picking up dead spirits, dead energies, cuerpos muertos, como decimos aquí, you cannot go try to fix a relationship you by going to another relationship. At this point, I tell my clients, you're looking for someone to save you, sweetheart. And that person is not going to save you because mm -hmm. you're looking for the mold, el mismo molde. Y sigues buscando el mismo molde. Y cuando sí, y me dicen, soy la pero entonces, ¿cómo le hago? How am I going to find the man of my dreams? El hombre que me va a sanar y me va a curar. No, mamacita, eso lo tienes que hacer tú. Good energy is not going to connect to good energy if you haven't fixed yourself. So, like, how do I fix myself? Well, first and foremost, acknowledging that you are not wrong. Whoever hurt you were wrong. Where you are wrong and that you have the power to fix is actually dealing with your trauma trying to work with it and it's not going to fix miraculously from one day to another. It's a... It's continuous, Ola, porque even though I've come a long way, I was a mess, a complete broken mess before I even understood what was happening to me, right? So then it's like you're, you feel broken because nobody's broken, but you feel broken and then you realize what's happening and then you're trying to make sense of it. And it's a lot of ups and downs, ups and downs. And even today, I was having a conversation with a friend recently where I have really amazing days and then anything could trigger it and I'm right back. Tiempo y espacio. Yeah, and then you have to like, break through to that and be like, I'm no longer there. And, but that's really tough when you're in that place emotionally to say, this is no longer my story and this is not where I need to be. It's really hard, you know? Okay. So it is, it is a lot of continuous. I don't think the word ever, the, the work ever ends. I don't think it should ever end. Yeah. And you know what? That's the beauty of growth. Um, Julie, a lot of people don't get this. I get it now. Yo, tú me puedes decir, When I remarried, never did I think I was going to remarry someone like my husband. Let me tell you that. Because I'm a, yo le digo a todos, yo soy una fruit loop, estoy loca. Mm -hmm. yo soy, I'm like, okay, today let's let's do this. Oh, you know what? Today I feel like painting this. Oh my God. Let's start doing some artwork. Oh, this, I, out of nowhere. I had never touched clay. Now I'm like a full blown, I could do skulls with my own hand. I've never worked with clay. I remember being at Bui and I got that uh, awesome gift by Gaspar Enriquez. He gave me my first airbrush and he delivered me. Me dijo, sabes que tu la vas a armar en airbrush. Just don't quit. What did I do? I was doing beautiful airbrush work thanks to him. And I <laughs> and then I got bored, my friend. Oh no, now I want to do jewelry. Forget the airbrush. And I'm still the same. I, you give me any, in cualquier medio te lo puedo trabajar. Now, a, a year ago, I said, okay, I want to celebrate Dia de Muertos. I have never had a birthday party besides my quinceañera, my birthday party. And um, I want to have a, a Dia de Muertos because I was born on the 2nd of November, uh, primero de noviembre. And I was like, but I am not about to go buy skulls that are so expensive. So then I said, okay, I need to figure out, and I put it out there. I need to find up a space and a place how to work 
clay or I don't know, ceramics. Mujer, that day in Facebook, paz. Uh, Estela, the cactus lady, I love her. She's incredible. She put a skull with a cactus and I was like, excuse me, do you make those? Excuse me, do you make those skulls? She's like, yes. Can I ask you, where is it? It's like, yes, it's Phil Romero um, studio on Carolina. Carolina what? It's like, I'm like, oh my God, I live very close, Carolina. He's close to me. No puede ser. You know, at the end of the day, mujer, es uno el que hace eso. Es uno el que, you shift your energy. I'm, yo soy un camaleón, mujer. And I've been like, I've sido muy imperativa desde chiquilla. I've been a hot mess. Pero I've been very, ¿cómo te diré, Julie? Yo me pongo en el dolor de la gente, no esperando para atrás. Pero I'm just crazy like that. Yo soy esas de que, I don't know, I've, I've gotten in trouble for doing stuff like that. Mujer, puedo andar manejando. Y veo, in my, the other day, my son was telling me, Mom, remember that day you stopped and you said you were an off-duty officer? <laughs> He's like, no, Fernie, I don't remember. I was playing along. I was like, that's against the law. Don't say that. But it was some was, was teenagers, a couple of teenagers behind Montana on, on Arby's, this uh -huh. old Arby's. Y la estaba golpeando a la niña. Y yo salí y dije, you know what, I'm off duty officer and thank God I don't have my badge on. But let me tell you something. Bueno, hago cada Yo soy de esas de que si tú me dices, soy la, I'm having a situation. I will drop it. I could care. I will drop it. I will Can I do? But then if I could acknowledge it at, at the moment, I'd be like, mujer, no puedo. Oye, es gacho, no puedo. I will drop things like in a heartbeat. I have that type of personality and it's very difficult to love someone like us, right? Well, I don't want to say it's difficult to love us because no, nobody's difficult to love, but it's, it's, it takes a special person, right? To hold space for you, to be that. Yo estoy igual, mujer. Es lo que te estaba diciendo y cantinflé. Me digo ADHD and ADD que tengo. Because I am. But you were talking about that. That's crazy. Como brinqué me cachaste. Thank you for catching me. Ooh, I was drunk. I, yeah, I, was, I, could hear, I could hear the song. Catch me, I'm drowning. You know what? It's crazy that you're saying that, Julie. Porque mi esposo te estaba diciendo, I didn't expect to find my husband, first and foremost, at a church, at a retrieve. And being the guy he is, going back to energy, his energy is so, is, he's so grounded. And then we come around and we stomp and they're like, hey, hey, it's okay. You could stomp more. I'm unbreakable. And the person you pair up with needs to counter that in, in a positive way, right? Because obviously there's others that counter it in a very negative way, but they need to counter that in a positive way and like enhance the, because the, it's beautiful to be that way. Like I love the way I am. Um, I understand that sometimes it's difficult to understand who I am and how I think and why I think the way I think. I have friends that have stuck with me, very few friends that have stuck with me and that give me the freedom to be who I am. Because that's another thing. You can know a lot of people and you can talk to a lot of people, but very few don't make you feel weird for being the way you are and accept you fully as you are. But they also, their own energy comes through sometimes and say, hey, maybe you should Calmarita. calm down a little bit and think about it. You know, you need those people around. Energy cannot be destroyed. Material. Nosotros somos materia. Eso se destruye en un dos por tres. Mm -hmm. 
ley del hombre y la ley de Dios son dos materias y dos cosas totalmente diferentes. Hace poco se lo estaba diciendo a alguien, la energía de Dios es tan pura, por eso nadie lo ha visto. Por eso cuando, yo, I mean, when people are, are sarcastic towards me in the past, I would have been shut down. I've been like, ay, pero porque son así? And I would let it go. Pero después, it would trigger me to get upset, and then I would get upset with the wrong person. I would take it out with someone else. But now it's different. So me acuerdo que me decían, pues tu Dios, ¿tú qué crees en tu Dios? A ver, tu Dios esto, ¿por qué no te da, ta, 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 ta? Well, the thing is that no one has seen God. God is the purest energy in this universe. He created, he creates and destroys. We create and destroy. We have that ability. We could create and destroy, create and destroy. Por eso hay una afirmación que cuando gente anda como que, that's why they say create and destroy and you got to snap your fingers to create and destroy your space because you could do that. But you cannot destroy energy. But that's when people have the experience of detaching their, la materia, de, de despegar la materia a la alma, al espíritu cuando fallece. And then they see themselves coming back. There's a lot of stories, right? They only see a bright light. They talk about a bright light. Well, that's solid energy. It's a light. That's why our chakras are based in color. We could pinpoint them in color. Nuestras auras are pinpointed in color. That's why the sun, the color it is, it's energy. The moon carries that energy. It's a light. Y la energía más pura es Dios en, en, ese, en ese aspecto. So we need to understand that everything is energy. Healing is energy. Going through the process of life is energy. Kids going through their stages as us, We were once a toddler, baby, toddler, a kid, young, a teenager, young adult. Now we're in our 40s. We're going to hit our 50s. Ya vamos a media de la vida. Our energy, if it's not centered and it's not fixed to the point that we could acknowledge uh, whatever is bothering us and we cannot communicate it, then the energy within us will not be fixed. So by the time we get in our 40s, 80s, if we do get to our 80s, porque como sí. voy yo, mujer, put, put it out there, put it out there, we will. Just being in the presence of, of, of people, in nuestro caso, nuestros esposos, are good energy. They're, they're solid in such a way that could, they ground us. Our kids will ground us. Their energy is so pure. Our energy, in a way, it's being healed. Estamos curando nuestros traumas en nuestros dolores que nuestra energía estuvo dormida por tantos años que ahorita nuestros 40 nuestra energía nos queremos we, we just see things so different we want to help because we were we were asleep our, our our energy was in pain our energy was just numb to our physical body in this capsule así yo lo veo mujer a ver si no te saco de onda pero nuestra cápsula se convierte en una jaula y nuestra energía no puede salir porque está dormida dolida so now we have to figure it out how to fix it so now we're in our 40s trying to fix this pain or in a a mí yo te puedo decir que yo comencé en mis late 30s mm -hmm. yeah sorry hay más o menos now our energy mujer It's in a full-blown state, como debería que haber estado cuando estábamos chiquitas. That's why you see a lot of kids 
all yeah yeah so free right it's so funny because just a few days ago I was watching a movie and something so random I don't even remember what the movie was about but I do remember this specific scene where there was two girls that were kind of like jumping like skipping you know like holding hands skipping and I don't know why that scene was very significant to me because I remembered and I even mentioned it to my husband I said you know it's so beautiful to be a child because as a child you did in a way witness some things right like a veces veías a tu familia batallar or or you problems were happening and maybe you weren't completely in tune with why understanding why or what it was but you knew something bad you know quote unquote was happening um but you still as a child had this gift and all children have this gift of just being free and being genuinely happy and full of joy. And yeah. that's why they love us. Um, and I actually thought about it cuando me estabas diciendo del chavalito este, el jovencito que was like, I love my mom and I understand her. And I was like, kids, my gosh, this is why I feel like my children keep me grounded and they keep me so sane and they remind me to live. Because you as a parent sometimes with the stresses of life, you let them get to you, problems that you see happening in the outside world and all this feedback, negative feedback we're getting through the media or other people kind of like telling us about their bad day or whatever. Um, You take on this stress and you, without even realizing it, turn around and project it onto your kids. And I've seen this with my kids and I'm sure you've seen it with your own children too, especially when they're younger. You can catch yourself because I'll catch myself and be like, okay, you're now whatever's going on in your head or in your body, in your mind, you unleashed it onto them. And that wasn't okay. So I have to like catch myself, acknowledge it, and then turn around and tell them, hey, I'm sorry, that wasn't okay. You're not doing anything wrong. Mom's having a bad day, whatever, but it wasn't okay for me to react this way with you, right? And they love you so unconditionally that just like that, they're like, it's okay, mom. And they give you the most meaningful, heartwarming, like hug or kiss or whatever, you know, display of affection they show you. And they mean it. And they walk away like nothing ever happened. And in our adult years, we lose that. And that's really sad because like you said, our ego's triggered. So therefore, si yo siento que tú me hiciste algo, right? Some comment you made, I'm now triggered. Maybe you catch yourself and you come back to me and say, hey, I feel like maybe that was out of place. It wasn't my intention to hurt you, but I acknowledge that maybe it did carry some ugly weight with it. I'm sorry. It's very hard for now us as adults to be like, no, it's okay. You know what? It it was my, I was triggered. I'm sorry. You know, blah, blah, blah. Let's patch it up. Walk away like nothing. That's hard to do now as adults. We resent each other more easily. But you know what? When that happens, you know, and this is my point of view, but this is the way I see it. And I'm going to go back to kids and then I'll go back to what we were just saying. Un niño. Como dijiste tú, Soyla, yo era una niña que jugaba porque tu inocencia y tu espíritu no te dejaba entender que lo que te estaba pasando era incorrecto. Entonces, cuando nosotros llegamos a un nivel de conciencia, ya porque ya te explicaron que eso no era correcto, es cuando el monstruo que estuvo dormido te lo levantan 
y es cuando los problemas te comienzan a caer ya como adolescente, because ya yeah, your body starts feeling different. Óyeme, porque estoy sintiendo esto, si esto no se debería, esto yo nunca lo había sentido, porque estas emociones me están saliendo si no las debería que haber sentido. Porque déjame decirte, un niño tiene un don, todo niño tiene un don, el don de bloquear emociones y dolor, porque no lo saben, y no lo saben canalizar. La, la palabra es canalizar físicamente, desde la punta de la planta del pie hasta la corona. Ellos todavía no canalizan los maleficios, las malas acciones y las malas palabras de un adulto, porque ese adulto, un niño lo ve como esta persona me está protegiendo y lo que esta persona me diga es correcto. So yo en un, en un momento voy a cuestionar a un adulto. Right, yeah. like my mom, my mom's not mean because she just, you know, beat the crap out of me because how many kids are abused like that, right? Oh no, she loves me, she's my mom. So you don't see that as a wrongdoing. Yeah. So then we block that. Mm -hmm. So muchas veces vas creciendo and then you get to, you, you hit puberty and puberty It's the awakening of all sensations in I'm your body. Everything. Todo. <laughs> yeah. Todo, todo, todo. Y allí es donde viene el 20. Allí es donde nos cae el 20 humanamente, físicamente, espiritualmente y energéticamente. Es donde nos levantamos. That's where we get up and we're like, oh my God, why do I feel so this and this and that? So then you start questioning, you become an adult, and then little trigger warnings start messing with you. Uh, como lo decimos, son cosas que nos siguen, pero at the end of the day, pues nosotros los vamos a, tenemos que aprender a bloquearlas, porque en fin de cuentas, pues sí sucedieron. Ahora, en el caso de lo que estábamos hablando, de, en, 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 en el nivel de un adulto, desgraciadamente, muchas de las veces, hay modo de, ¿cómo te digo? Hay tantos modos de transmitir, o sea, uh, cambiar el, el, el estado emocional al estado energético cuando ha sido dañado. Ahora, ahorita dijiste algo de cuando nosotros reaccionamos a nuestros hijos por tener unos momentos que desgraciadamente todo mamá lo va a tener, todo uh -huh. papá lo va a tener. En all teenagers también lo vamos a vivir. En veces, va, ay, mira, he visto teenagers que tienen padres fabulosos, pero los lepes son un dolor de cabeza, groseros uh -huh. y vulgares. Eh, porque pues los papás pues no se han curado, mujer, no han curado el, el daño. Y ahorita hablamos del ego, que cállate, el, el, este, no, no fue así, no sé de qué estás hablando, cuándo, no, no, o sea, el, el ego de que nunca pasó. Oh my gosh, yeah, porque uh, you touched on something super huge también. The, the fact that we deny um, other people, but speaking about our children, we deny our children's emotions and perceptions of how something was for them is huge. Sí, porque, por ejemplo, a mí me pueden decir, and this is just, just totally hypothetical, right? Que venga mi hija y me diga, ¿sabes qué? Que ayer este, you said something and it just hurt my feelings. Y como yo sé que no lo hice por, por, por lastimarla o intencionalmente, instead of saying, we go back to that, we go back to not being able to say, to just apologize and believe it and apologize. Instead of doing that, we do the whole, 
No, pero es que estás loca, mija. I never meant to say that. No, you're crazy. That's not what I meant. Oh, estás exagerando. You're, you're taking this out of uh, context. That's a, yeah. O sea, when the simplest thing is to say, you know what, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I'll be careful next time. That's where you build character, mujer. That's where you build character on a kid. Porque mira, no voy tan lejos. Esto me acaba de pasar y te lo voy, se los voy a, a, a compartir. Frida, Frida uh, goes into Burgess and she's like, I want to be part of the early college thing program. And I said, by all means, Frida, yo te apoyo. Yo soy una mamá que te apoyo, aunque yo sé que no tengas el talento. O sea, a mí ahorita Frida me dice, mamá, I want to be a ballerina. By all means, mija, entrele. Try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, she's the one placing herself in that space. So, uh -huh. so resulta que Frida last semester had un maestro, ya señor que se iba a retirar, ya señor grande. And Frida was acing all her classes. I was like, incredible. But towards the end, it dropped into a 45. Her final grade dropped into a 45. Dije, what happened, Frida? Well, I took a test and Mr. Whatever, whatever. I don't know what happened. Dije, but did you ask for help? Did you ask for help? Well, I did, mom, but he was asking to go into the Zoom call at eight or nine at night. And mom, I was doing my other courses and there's no way. Se lo dejé en las manos a ella. Le dije, Frida, fix it. So she did, you know, this was last semester. So resulta que este semester, yo hablo con la counselor and le dije, you know what, you, my, my daughter's coded because of her learning disability. I just hope you guys keep up with that because struggling. At this point, mm -hmm. she's struggling. She's barely going to start school and I know she, she's, you guys need to know that she's going to need help. No problem, es fierro, tarirarirarira. Pero Frida vino y me dijo, mujer, otra chavalita no me hubiera dicho. Otra, o sea, vamos a decir que yo tengo otra hija y no me dice que está pasando, que she failed. And she just goes along her high school career. And then at uh, graduation season comes around and she, she becomes a super senior or doesn't graduate because she didn't have. Like the support system or the. Come and tell me, mom, I need help. So the support in un niño, mujer, comienza desde muy chiquito, desde el momento que te dice, mom, I messed up. I need help. Pero muchas de las veces, nosotros, ¿qué hacemos? Ay, mijo, those are timetables. Go, go get your chart. You could do this. You could do that. Nosotros muchas de las veces, we block, we block esa confianza. Les quebramos, como dice mi mamá, es que les quebras las alas a tus hijos. No yeah. les quebras las alas a los niños. Porque at the end of the day, van a, they're going to result to being young adults that really cannot come up to you asking for help. And then what happens, mujer? Ahí te va. They end up going into a deep doo-doo hole because now they feel like the person that they should have been opening up and was the only person there is no longer there. Lo, lo va a ser judge. Oh, my God, they're going to judge me. I'm at, Frida is going to be like, mi mamá va a decir que soy una tonta. She told me that I was... Andale, and now, and now they turn it inward into, I'm not smart enough. I can't do it. I'm so dumb. I can't, I can't keep up with everybody else. I'm so different in a bad way, you know? If you had to get something else that we do as parents that I think it's out of fear, too, is we never want to see flaws in our children, and we never want to accept that something may be wrong 
or that they may be doing something wrong on purpose. We never want to see that because you see them and to you they're perfect. And of course, you're the your kids are the best. They would never stay at step out of line. They would never do such a thing. But I think the best piece of advice that my mom ever gave me when I became a mom was like never put anything past your children. Believe them, encourage them, be their support system. You know, right. don't don't judge them. Don't don't think they're the worst, right. but never put anything past them because they're human. Yeah. They're also human and they have shortcomings and they will make mistakes and they will, quote unquote, fail. Right. right. Um sometimes we are the worst humans, right? Because we're upset or we're angry or then resentment or whatever. We hurt people, right? We have hurt people with our, with our words, with our attitude, with our negligence, whatever. So it's like, I always have to remind myself, you know what? My children are capable of all that and maybe even more. And it's not to say that I'm already setting them up to fail, that's right. not at all what I mean. What I mean is I have to see their humanity in order to help them. Porque a veces como papá, because we refuse to see the wrongdoings and their shortcomings, we are not able to help them and support them because we're not even wanting to take off the blinders. Right. And we go back to our mothers and our grandmothers attitude. Ay, no, él no es así. Por eso lo acabo de ver fumar marihuana. No, no, sé, no era él. él lo ha... Son sus amigos, pero él no. No, no, no. A ver, pues comienzan con los dichos. Dime con quién andas y te diré quién eres. Oh my God. Well, let me tell you, I believe that, eh. I do believe that. En ese dicho, mujer, yo te lo creo. Dime con quién andas y te diré quién eres. And not physically. If the energy you're dealing with, you you are dealing with people with a low vibration energy, you're gonna be. Y, y eso, y eso, again, I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your training is. I don't care if you're like a medical type of person that believes the science, a spiritual person that believes the spirituality of it all. They all say the same thing. The, you become the closest five people that you exchange your energy with. They can either make you step up or be walking through life at a low vibration. No sé si te ha tocado, and I'm sure you, it has, que a veces you, you deal with certain people and their energy drains you. I'm, I'm happy that I'm talking to you because it's, it's very hard to find someone else to talk about this and then for, you, for, for me to connect. Because sometimes, let me tell you, not only in the religion, also in this, there's a bunch of lies. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, let me tell you what happened to me. And I think I told you the other day, the other day, yesterday we were talking, I could say I've judged priests by their actions. And if you come to me as a holy person, I know you're human and you're going to mess up. But if you are talking about something so holy and sacred, which is the word of God, I expect from you to at least have that energy to vibrate with the people in front of you. And I'm the same way con esto. Mm -hmm. I've seen people that do what I do, not exactly what I do, because let me tell you, there's, I've, I've explained this to a lot of people. You could grab books and books and books and learn how to uh, manifest, which everyone we have the free will to manifest. It's there for us. But then going back to religion, religion will come and say, no, don't do that. 
don't go to her because don't help her out. Don't ask for help. We get this, right? But I've seen people that are in the same branch of, of the holistic, mindfulness, uh, curanderismo ways. Me he topado con unas that I'm like, okay, how in earth did this one person came to do this? Because just the presence, let me tell you, there's a saying that it says, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, nowadays, <laughs> you do have to judge those covers because most of the time you will be more than 50% right. But what's coming your way? You could smell it. You could sense it. You, you can sense it. Oh my gosh. Yes. You can sense it. Like energy does not lie. It does not lie. And I think, you know, you whatever you want to call it, you your gut instinct, what it's it's all the same thing. It's the energy. When a person is giving you an off energy, believe it. And it's not to like label the person, right? Because maybe they really are wonderful people, but maybe that person should not be in your orbit at that time. I believe in protecting it. I need to protect my ring. Es un anillo que traemos. We need to protect it because at the end of the day, you could say hi to everyone in this universe. It doesn't mean you have to become friend and open your guard to that one person. You should always have your guard up. Sad enough, the times we've dropped our guards, si digo yo, the times in my past that I've dropped my guard, I've been hurt so bad, but I felt it before I dropped it, but then I decided to be, hi, hi, you know, my, my brother, I don't know if you know my brother, Andy, my brother, Andy, él fue a la buy también, que viene siendo esposo de Estelita Ontiveros. My brother, because of his, his career, his job, his guard is up. Nobody touches that guy, not mm -hmm. us. And he's always said to me since I was little, I could hear him. Soyla, they're not your friends. I see. Mira que Soyla, you don't know them. And I remember this since I was little. And I remember not that long ago, he told me, you got to guard. You got to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And not physically. He says, Soyla, tú le abres la puerta medio mundo. Guard yourself. But at the end of the day, I guess um, my line of work, it has to do with energy, uh, opening up. Uh, memories and it's healing it's a healing process that I do uh, I do Reiki uh, my teacher and I started earlier talking about my teachers I have Angela I said I let Angela in Playa del Carmen she's my yoni egg uh, math teacher and then I have Carmen in Guadalajara which is my access bars then I have Vanessa and Yadira uh, my other guides for access bars here in El Paso. And then I have Kanaka. Kanaka, she's my Reiki. She's a Reiki master here, and she's my teacher. So I work uh, access bars and Reiki. And then the side of curanderismo, I picked it up by my mom. The curanderismo side is by my mom and my grandma and my tias. You know, the, 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 the cleansings and all that stuff, I picked it up from them since I was a little girl because that's why people would go, going back to the beginning, would go to my mom to to try to get healing from their heart and and their pain is there so that's how i started and yes being younger i said i will never do this but my first uh job i did was while i was in high school it was two friends of mine's they told me hey soyla your mom's not in town que si hacemos esto lo que and i dared go in me atreví entrar al baúl de mi mamá i pulled out her cards 
And then I said, I will never do this again. I said, I will never touch those cards in my life. Never. One of the girls I read her cards that year, it was in 1990, I want to say six or seven. Well, that one of those girls called me just, I want to say January or February, this last January, February. And she said, Soyla, remember what you told me? Well, I'm already this age. And I was like, oh, baby Jesus. No, 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 no. I do energy work. And if you want to come. I and could've... cleanse your spirit of that. <laughs> don't ask me about the tarot cards because I don't want to touch them. It's like, but the, whatever you said, it was there. And I was like, no, 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 no. I do Reiki and I do access bars. I could go in there and shift your memories. I cannot take your memories. I cannot take your thoughts. We just shift, make space for possibilities, greater possibilities. Pero that's how I started Mujer. And boy, you know, it's, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even believe, you know, that we've been talking for like two hours. Ooh. It didn't, it didn't even feel like two hours. I know, but <laughs> we could go on and on and on and on, but you know what, you know what I, I am. And just to kind of like summarize and close up, I feel like the state of the world needs a lot of healing. We as women need a lot of healing, understanding our, our and accepting our own mortality breaks barriers, releasing our fear of when we leave this world um, and learning to embrace our life and living life right now that we're here um, and enjoying moments with our loved ones so that when we do transition, they hold on to those good memories. And hopefully, hopefully those memories have also began to whatever we're leaving has also helped to begin continue to break generational traumas. But for anybody listening, how can they reach out to you? Where can they find you? All that good stuff. So I'm working. Um, I'm working at, ha at at my at my house. I do work with Reiki. I guess the one that I work with with more strongly because it works for 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 trauma uh, with thoughts and emotions it's it's called access bars it could go up the to an hour 45 minutes 30 minutes 20 minutes just depending how i see you and i feel the bars because i actually feel them in the tip of my hands i feel a pull once i touch your head do you feel it no i feel it you guys could call me and um, my number is 915-701-9897 and on the side of my family, uh, El Lineaje de Mi Familia, which are known as curanderas, I do the curandera side, which is the healing, the process of healing with La Platica, which is very powerful for us when it comes to curanderismo. Without La Platica, which crazy, we had one for two hours. Amazing. I know, it's therapeutic. It's really therapeutic yeah. when you sit here and talk and exchange like ideas and opinions yeah. and experiences. It's it's very healing as well, yeah. Well, for us, um, La Platica in the curanderismo side, it's the main open door for you, the person in front of me, willing to give. In other words, you open your door to your energy to shift through me. That's how I could pick it up. I cannot go to just anyone. I could feel uh, people's uh, energy if they're in pain or something's not right, right? But mm -hmm. I cannot go randomly and say, I'm here to help you. It has to be in curanderismo. It has to be asked for. Now we cannot go in. That's something, the magic of, of energy. That's why I'm telling you, in energy work, there's white and black. When it's black, it was 
It wasn't asked for. Somebody took you that energy to try to do this to this to this person. Like manipulate it almost? Exactly. Okay. So that is not good because at the end of the day, you could, and let me tell you a secret. I tell my clients, don't come to me trying to manipulate a relationship or a love story that you want that person to be there because it could be manipulated at the end of the day and it's going to work, but it's going to work for very little time. This person's It's probably going to cause more damage too. Right. And he's going to be like, what the hell am I doing here? And they're going to become very upset. So that's why I tell them, don't you come with that nonsense because I don't do that. In, in curanderismo, that energy has to, it's like a gift. That's why as curanderas, we protect that gift. When you open that door, when I open the door to my house, before I open, I have to make a whole cleansing. But then at the end of the day, that person has to be willing to bring their energy to me and willing to break it. Because if you come for help and you are comfortable with the pressure and the pain you're dealing with, don't come to someone like us because we're going to break that. We're going to break right. it and we're going to put you in a place that if we need to take you back to 2000, whatever, we're going to do that. That's with a curandera, but with the access bars, I just shift your memory. It's a, it's a shifting of memory and energy of storing of thoughts, pensamientos que te pusieron, creencias que te pusieron, que ahorita te están dañando. So is that to serve to open up space so you can release of that and make room for, for like you said earlier, possibilities, opportunities better? But that's always up to you. I could guide you to it because let me tell you, for me to be able to guide someone, I had to fall in those gaps and have, yo ya sentí ese dolor. Por eso, that's why you could guide someone. Someone that hasn't, that hasn't birthed a baby cannot tell you how to birth the baby. Well, yeah, because they can't empathize with what's happening to you. You just said the magic word and you said it. Empatía. La empatía no la va a sallar. No va a tener el mismo sabor. Por eso una curandera... Ya cayó a lo más profundo de la oscuridad y ya hizo shadow work con ella misma. Yo ya toqué tope. Yo ya llegué a un nivel que creo que si caigo otra vez, I know how to get up again. So when you bring someone that's hurting, o sea, puedes sentir el dolor porque tú ya lo sentiste. Si tú nunca has sufrido, pues tú no vas a poder ayudar a alguien que está sufriendo. And there's also kind of like a, like a... Um... I'm assuming with any line of work, but, you know, since we're talking about yours, there has to be a love component to that, right? Because since you've already felt that and you can empathize with what the person may be feeling, right? Maybe not the same experiences, but you can definitely understand yeah. the feeling of desperation, pain, frustration, confusion. So then also has to be, uh, it, it has to be an act of love from your part as well, because you have to be willing to really to really want to see them heal and pull them out. En, en mujer, en curanderismo, tú agarras el dolor de esa persona. Tú lo puedes, lo puedes palpar, lo puedes atocar, lo puedes oler, lo puedes sentir. ¿Cómo vas a decir, but how the hate is you do that? Simple. I need to drop myself to where they are. I cannot sit in front of a client thinking that I'm almighty and great and I'm going to fix you. I come with the mentality that I'm going to stand next to you in the same level you are so you understand that I understand you, but then I become the guide. Let me clear this up. We cannot fix what that person is bringing. 
what we do is that we could place ourselves in the same level of uh, in a mismo nivel de, de dolor para que esa persona encuentre compasión y diga, okay, porque esta mujer me está entendiendo. Porque yo, I drop my energy. Yo puedo andar ahorita así, pero si la persona que viene a mí viene de caída, I need to place myself in the level so I could pick her up, so I could pick up that energy. So cuando yo atoque a ella o la limpie, she feels that, that release dropping because you do feel it physically, mujer. Now, we do not fix it. We, what we do is that we shift because at the end of the day, we go back to energy. It's energy que ha estado estancada. Son traumas que han estado estancadas. I grow my own herbs that we use for the cleansings because it has to be herbs. I cannot go get a magical potion que te va a quitar. No, la hierba tiene memoria. Las hierbas tienen memoria y las hierbas te van a levantar toda esa magia. All of that that we use, I started growing it in my property. Thank God I have the space. Pero at the end of the day, that's what I work. I work with Reiki. Thank you for my teacher, Kanaka, that she's my guide. I, wrote, I work with Yoni Eggs. Thanks to Angela. I work Access Bars. Thanks to Carmen, Vanessa, and Yadira. And Curanderismo, well, I, I do that because it's based on what I grew up with, with what I saw. I denied it for many times. I was like, this is not for me. Yo no voy a hacer eso. Estas son locuras. And now mirame. So it happens I went in a full 360 circle. It works perfectly because I could mix, even though with Access Bars, you don't mix. Access mm -hmm. Bars is Access Bars. You cannot mix una limpia with access bars. You don't. So like an access bar session is that. It's what it is. And también lo que sí te puedo hacer es otro método que trabaja, which is called bodies, cuerpos. It's where I place my hands kind of like Reiki, but not really. And actually, crazy story, but it always happens. Wherever I place my hands, they'll open their eyes and they're like, why is it so hot? Y es porque está estancada la trauma allí. And then all of a sudden, I'll ask them, ¿Tienes dañado un órgano? Ay, sí, estoy mala en los riñones. Or I'll say, what's wrong with this leg? Oh, I had an injury in an accident. So that's where the trauma is. When we run the cuerpos, it will shift it. It will, it will move it. I'm so glad that you are bringing this to our community. I think that there's healing within our community that needs to happen from past generations and hopefully move forward in a better, more loving, you know, better equipped kind of way. Um, so I'm glad that you made it on here. I'm glad that we could talk about forever and we're probably going to continue this like off off camera at some point. Uh, but I'm glad that you can offer this for us. And I'm going to go ahead and let listeners know when I publish it, I'm going to link your like your information and I don't know if you mind that we put like maybe your Facebook page on there like they can shoot you a message if they want I could sit here for hours but I'm sure my kids are like are we gonna um, have lunch or what yes thank you thank you thank you thank you, no, thank you for inviting me and it was awesome and no mujer las pláticas pueden ser 20 horas <laughs> I know, uno de estos días, a ver si me abres tu casa y vamos y nos echamos un cafecito y así claro en private sí. platicamos. Claro que sí, definitely. Ándale ¿Eh? pues. Hay una clase de barro, how to create a little altar for this year, Día de Muertos, and why Día de Muertos. Because that's my special. Yes, because I'm always open to learning things like that all the time. Anything that like, you know, leads to healing in some way, I'm always like looking for ways all the time. 
Yeah, we can talk about that because it's a healing. Uh, it was a healing process for our antepasados having el Dia de Muertos. That's why healing process for everyone. So yeah, for sure, definitely. Yes, that's maybe maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do un Dia de Muertos special podcast. Oh, definitely. Andale pues, amiga. Well, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you, Julie. Nos Thank vemos. you. Nos vemos. Hasta luego.